All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players broadcast. Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers head back up to the six so Kawhi can collect his championship ring and in true Kawhi fashion gives the greatest speech you're ever going to hear. Kevin Love's on the trading block. Me and Drew discuss where we think he should go. The Miami Heat, are they real? What's going on in Florida? 18 and six, second in the East. What's up with these dudes? And the greatest shot of the decade. We give you four choices. Drew and I are going to break down each one of them. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew. Kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple, Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. Your boys are back. Episode 105. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. We're having a, a, a little late start tonight. We had to watch the biggest game of the evening. You probably guessed it. It was Golden State at New York Knicks tonight. <laughs> the, <laughs> the burner that everybody was waiting to watch. The showdown. <laughs> the showdown in New York. We are just bullshitting, yo. It was Kawhi's ring night he finally got uh his ring and in true Kawhi fashion before the game uh he said nothing Drew. <laughs> he, he said absolutely nothing he didn't say anything well dude they they hype this up so much and i get it it's Kawhi's return it's a big deal for toronto and like everybody wanted to start this shit today like all over social media like yo will he get booed blah 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 i'm like yo it's canadians dog they owe everything to Kawhi for bringing a title. Yeah. The only thing this guy is going to get is love and admiration. And as soon as he stepped on the floor in warm-ups, he got a standing ovation. It was a sold-out sold out crowd. Um, the ring looked dope. It, oh, my God. Right? They're getting out of control, these rings. Uh, what do you think those cost? They got to be I, at least 100 racks, right? It's crazy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the cost of them are. But it's in comparison to, like... I remember looking at Shaq and Kobe's rings mm -hmm. in the, like the, those early 2000s where it's like, man, look at those. Matt, those rings are huge. Same thing with Super Bowl rings. I think Super Bowl rings are even more egregious. More gaudier than that, yes. though? I don't know, dude. Yeah, look at the last Super Bowl I think Bowl they're ring. cheaper because they have seven, like 100 people they got to buy yeah, them for. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, bro. They, they, they get some I – mean, maybe they're cheaper, but the – 
just the, the sheer size and weight of them. Uh, like, if Tom Brady wore all of his on one hand, like, he wouldn't be able to lift that hand very easily. He's getting old, right? We know that. So, Oh, there's a but, lot of Tom Brady talk right now. No, I think it was a nice reception. I, I, I would have been really surprised if, if people booed Kawhi on his return after what he did for right. that franchise. Right. Um, there's no way that, that I was expecting that. No, sure, like, they can be still a little upset or sad that he didn't stay. Right. But at the same time, when you got him, you traded away DeMar DeRozan for one season, and he made it happen. It was it's a it's like a dream. It's like we don't really realize that Kawhi Kawhi played. It'll go down in history. He played one season in Toronto Raptors, sixty regular, won the title games, yep. and bounced. And and for you Raptor fans, your lifelong Raptor fans, however long they've been they've been around. What is it like twenty three, twenty four years? I think it's longer than that. It's in the nineties right. when they came around. So twenty five years right, at let's least. Just say twenty five years. Yeah. I'd take. I would give anything for a championship. Okay, <laughs> you got your chip. Like, oh, just let me be- let me ask you this though. Okay, Kawhi wins a chip for the Clippers mm-hmm. and bounces. I think, I think it's a totally different story because he lives here. I I, I think it's a I totally understand, different. But like, I just want to pose that same thing to you as a fan because you just brought it up. Yes. If if let's just say both Paul George and Kawhi they win a ship and they're like, you know what, fuck it, we're on to the next one. How would you feel? About them returning as that long, following year, as long as I got a championship, yeah. Drew, that I've just won a championship. And would you still stand and applaud every time you saw them? We still be I, fans of them. I'd for, be for... fan. Yes, I'd be fan of. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George are two. I mean, I think it's a. Uh, I mean, how can you not? How can you hate Kawhi or Paul George? Right. The only difference is like if Paul, if if Kawhi was was raised in Toronto and then he dipped on them, you know, like I would understand. He's home now. Paul George is home. They're both very happy now. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm not even saying that's even a possibility. I'll take like, the with championship the, with the contract and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a possibility. He could demand a trade or something, but that's just not. I don't see that not realistic. Right. The earliest that he would leave is two seasons from uh, one, one more season, and then that's when he can become a free agent again. But my point being is like with, posed with that same question. I remember when Trevor Ariza won a ring with us and then decided to bounce to New Orleans. And I was really upset, like Trevor Reza. I'm like, dude. I mean, you were great. Like, part of main one of the main reasons we won that championship. But I think, and then he, he w- dipped, and he wanted to go get money. And I'm not, I'm not get upset. money. So yeah, his we, value was so high when we you couldn't guys pay won. Him. We couldn't match with right, New and he was, was like 25, 26. I like, get it. I totally yeah. get it. But like, but for me, Trevor Reza always is. I mean, he, UCLA, and he grew up in LA mm. and all that stuff. But he's always going to be in my heart because of the you know what the contribution he made to the Lakers. So. And where is he now? He's in Phoenix. Still? Uh, Sacramento. Sacktown. Yeah, he's like, in Sacramento. Come on, now. Dude. He's bounced around the last couple of years. After Houston, let him go last year. He mm-hmm. was Phoenix. And then uh, DC because he got traded midseason the Ubre trade, which is paying off nicely for Phoenix. Uh, and then he was a free agent again. I think he signed a one-year, fifteen million dollar deal ish, maybe thirteen million dollars for Sacramento. And he's not even really getting that. I mean, he played. He plays like twenty, twenty-five minutes a game, but he's he, he's getting older. Now. Well, yeah, but you know, back to Kawhi. Like New Balance set up. There was billboards around town. Thank you, Toronto. <laughs> like they, they they strategically with this was was yeah. completely planned. There was going to be no animosity at all. Uh, Kawhi, the the media this morning at shoot around was crazy. It was like he was a beetle this morning. You yeah. know what I mean? And Kawhi doesn't really do too well in those situations and whatnot. <laughs> but he basically said, "Yo, this was a really hard decision. I was really heavily considering playing." Sure. I think he said that just to say that. I don't think I'm sure playing... he considered it. I mean, it must be really difficult to leave 
a, a, a team that you just won a championship yeah. with. I mean, even as short-lived as, as his time was there, mm. the bonds, I mean, we saw it tonight at the end of the game. He's dapping up every, you know, even before the game and after the game, he's dapping everybody up from Toronto. Him and Lowry exchanged like uh, their homies. If he was friends with anybody on that squad, it right. was him. And my point is, is like they obviously created a bond, even mm-hmm. even though they were only together for one season. It must have been difficult for him to leave that situation. Well, you know, uh, uh, Doc Rivers said something that really made it. Uh, he said, "When you win a championship with with a team, it's in your bloodline." Yeah. So he said, "You're like family. For, yeah, for the rest of your life, you will always be connected. You're to all that team. always brothers." And you know. You can tell just all the respect that the players have for Kawhi and the whole city, the whole uh, country has for Kawhi. Right. But in true Kawhi fashion, like they were, they were going to make this big deal about, you know, they're going to, it's a ring ceremony. He's going to get his ring. And literally, like, they announce him. He goes down the sideline, daps all the Toronto players, gets to Lowry. Lowry hands him the ring. He puts on the ring. They say something. He puts his arms in the air and goes to the bench. He's ready to play the game. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, it's so Kawhi. But let's get to the game, though. Yeah. Because it's a big game. I, I, I've said this is our longest road trip of the, of the season. Yeah. Um, we we got our ass handed to us. If you listen to our uh, The Greek Streak, our load management podcast, only available on Patreon. If you listen to that one, we went in depth about the about the Milwaukee Bucks and about the game. Where big matchup. It was a big matchup. And Drew and I both kind of – we both said, yo, this is going to be the gauge for the Clippers. Like, yo – we're finally, um, you know, we're healthy. It's Paul George, Kawhi. Everyone we're going was against playing. Right. Yeah, and it's our first game of this road trip, and we got our ass kicked. And honestly, I try to look at the bright side on everything. Like we got our ass handed on that first night. Um, we nobody played well. It was, you know, Paul George was three for thirteen. You know, Lou was horrible. He had eleven. Kawhi had like fifteen. It was just a really bad night. And I said that I'd rather get our ass kicked on the first game, just so. We can be humbled and then come out and play the rest yeah, of these games. Come out with some more urgency than right. couple games. And so you go from you go from um, Milwaukee, Indiana. No, I think you, I think we went Milwaukee to Washington to to Indiana. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and Indiana was Paul George's return. He dropped thirty six. Yeah. Huge game. The team the the team played really well. But then going into Toronto, this is another one. Like, yo, this is kind of a gauge right now. The defending champs. Kawhi's coming home and they played they bodied him up early. Drew didn't get here till the second till the second half. Um, but at the beginning of the game, like literally double, triple teams on Kawhi. I bet, yeah. Forcing our other players to make the jumpers. Pat Bev had to get out there. Uh Paul George had to get some buckets. Trez Zubak, who is continuously getting better and better. And it was funny, Drew, and I didn't mention it to you while we were watching the game, but uh it was it was Zubak and uh Marcus Saul were like running down court together and then they they faced up and I'm like yo this they not only do they look similar but I can see a lot of Mark Gasol in Zubak and Pau Gasol in Zubak young Zubak he's 22 years old um he's got all the goods the kid the, the kid's getting better every single game he can rebound he loves to block shots he can run the floor man Pau Gasol was one of the best big men to to run the, run the floor. floor Mark was a little not as agile and not as you know yeah Mark was, you get Mark's, what I'm saying about Zubac, though. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. I mean, there's very few low post players in the NBA these days, and that's exactly what Zubac is. He, and he's good. He's got the good footwork. He sets a real good screen. He knows how to roll. He doesn't. He's not afraid to, to finish at the rim and and jump Keeps and, it high. Yeah, all mm-hmm. that stuff for mm-hmm. sure. And he's a good rebounder. I, you know, I think I think the comparison is fine. I think he's got a long way to go to get to Gasol, either Gasol's level. 
because Powell was amazing and and you know all star level multiple years. Not at twenty one though. I mean, same was... thing with Mark. Well, Powell at, at twenty one was right on the door of he was better than than Zubac right. is at this point. But um, I think Gasol's it, Gasol's. It, it, I can see the comparison there. Gasol is having a terrible year, honestly. I mean, he's on the hangover season for sure. He won two <laughs> massive championships. I mean, he won the the NBA Finals. And he wins the the you know the gold medal with Spain in the or whatever the championship trophy. He's and, averaging six points a game. He's averaging six points a game and six boards a game. The man is seven feet tall. I can get six rebounds in a game on accident right now with how many threes are being shot in this game. Oh, is this a Drew challenge right now? I'm Here just we saying, go. This might be this flashback to Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. If anybody has been listening to us forever, yeah, Drew said he could take Austin Rivers. No, I never said that I would win. I never you said, said what that. was it? You say you get seven. Points? I think I would get seven. I said I would get seven. <laughs> I would get seven, and I and I predicated that on whether or not I would start with the ball. I needed to start. Yeah. I have to start with the ball. Oh, that's the only way you would get seven. Yeah, because okay. if I mean, because if he starts, oh. I'm, there's no way I can stop him that many Here times. That's again. just not gonna happen. But I do think that he'll miss miss some shots on me. It was hold on. We had a Drew challenge that was no. it was seven points on Austin Rivers. Yeah. You can throw a 90 mile fastball. Yeah. Was, was not- <laughs> I can throw I 90s 90s crazy. But I have been clocked at a at a ridiculous Here speed. Oh, I think okay. it was 85 because we, I would feel more I'd be fine with 85. Dude. I can throw 85 like, right now. Do you know how Give hard me 10 it is. throws. 10 I've done throws. It. I've done it. Okay. Yeah, I need 10 warm up throws Clips and, and then I will I will hit 85 on the Clips radar. Clips Drew Nation. You heard it here first. Drew said he's up for the challenge. That is without a doubt. He needs 10 warm-up throws, and yep. then he's throwing 85 miles an yep. hour. Okay. Strike, or it's just you throw it anywhere? No, no. I didn't say anything miles. about a strike. Okay. Dude, All right. I, my nickname was Wild Thing when I was growing up. I, I, I had, never heard that. I had the goggles. It's because as a kid, I had to wear the goggles. I had, the, I had some poor vision in my left eye. So my my parents mer- literally made me wear goggles. <laughs> I've never heard this. And you know, if you, you obviously wild thing from the the of movie course, Major, League, Major League. He Charlie Sheen. They finally put glasses on him, and he can see mm-hmm. the strike zone. I still was very erratic with my pitches, even though I could see the strike zone. Um, I need Mama and Papa Drew to send me pictures of Drew in the goggles as yeah, a wild thing. That's hey, easy. we're getting so off topic though. Okay. 85. Okay. Mark it 85, down. 10 warm up. That's throws. without a doubt. All right, we're putting without that down. Without a doubt. We're putting that down. Um so anyways, Clippers win of the game. We were up 20. You know, we actually we 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 handed these guys a fat L at home. Um I was really I was really happy with the way everybody played. Paul George didn't have a great game. But the Toronto MVP did not play. Uh, Never Ski Van Never Bleet. Ski Van Bleet. Yeah, here we go. He was in a suit looking like a, a varsity was. basketball coach. Hey, we have four injured right now. Pat Beverly went out oh, yeah, in the third corner with a concussion, which he caught an elbow from, from Marcus Hall. Yeah, yeah. And the way the NBA is, they they made him sit. We're out with Jermichael Green, Roddy Magruder, Landry Shamit. I already told you how I feel about Jerome Robinson right now, who I really do. we we really don't have anybody else to come off though. So um it's a big win for us. What are we right now, Drew? I'm sitting at 19 and seven 19 right now. And seven that that just got the second spot. Yep, uh, in the West, second seed behind, behind, uh, behind the, the Dallas Mavericks. Nope, Dallas behind Mavericks the are in Phoenix third. Suns. No, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, 22 oh. and three. Mm, 22. 22. Tonight was the 22. 22 over Orlando. Ah. Tonight was 22. We're 19 and seven. You are 19 I'm and seven. We are cool. 22 and three, and Milwaukee is 21 and three. But they have a game right now, so I would imagine that they're going to come out. Uh, Giannis isn't playing, but they're they're going to come out. Can we talk about that? Sure. So Giannis isn't playing, right? Yeah. He has a sore quad. Okay. To me, this is load management. He's playing the Pelicans. Right. They've won 15 straight. 
The guy's been balling, and you know what? He needs a fucking night off, okay? He needs he, a night off. He's got a quad issue. Is a quad what issue. It's a quad. Sore quad. Yeah. That, is that load management? Those get those get sore. Sometimes you need to rest those. Should he be playing? If Kawhi has a sore knee, is it load management or should he be playing? If you're I not, mean, I think it's I think it's all right for us to call it load management. For, that's fine for Giannis. Right and Giannis now. should be able take a fucking day off, bro. He's 25. He's getting old now. Well, he's definitely not getting old. <laughs> but the guy's putting in work. The whole the whole team relies on how this guy plays, and he plays at 100 miles an hour every single night. He is killing cats right now. Yeah. You see on the schedule. All right, well, we got the Pelicans, dude, and then we got two days off after that. Why don't you just get four days off, Giannis? Let's get rest, rest you up. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to play against Recover. fucking uh, against Jabari Parker tonight. Not Jabari Parker. Uh, J- Jaleel Okafor. You don't got to play against Okafor tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, we got this. Yeah. So I, I'm just a little, I'm a little off about, I guess I, I'm real sensitive when it comes to everybody talking shit about Kawhi and load management. You know? I, I'm just, because people take nights off all the fucking time. You know, how, how injured is Van Vliet? Is he really injured? Or are they just resting him? That's... Did he need a couple nights? Come on, dude. Like, Pat Beverly got a concussion tonight. He's going to be out probably the next game. Yeah, probably. Depends on when the next game Friday, is. Friday, Minnesota. Yeah, probably um, not going to play that game. Probably not. They're going to yeah. reevaluate him tomorrow. And, again, Minnesota, you could probably take the night off, bro, even though we don't have much going on. Right, but it won't be easy for them to rest uh, Kawhi or Paul George that night. No, I don't now think they are. With all your injuries and him mm-hmm. being out now, mm-hmm. but both of those guys should need to play. It'll be interesting to see if that if that is, that comes into play. Like if you don't have Kawhi and you're down to like some skeleton crew and you got you know a, a bunch of young players in there that might not be <laughs> playing. Well, the kid uh, that's the been getting some long. burn is that Walton Jr. kid who Derek Walton Jr. Yeah, I was bringing it up to you earlier that you know there's one thing. This is what this is a big thing in NBA basketball. People is. The guys that are like 9, 10, 11, 12 on the bench that don't get a lot of burn, that don't see a lot of time, they get garbage minutes, you always got to be ready. You got to stay ready and you got to be ready because when your number's called, yeah, some people are ready and some people are not. And you know what? This kid, Derek Walton Jr., has been sitting on the bench the whole fucking season. Hasn't gotten any. I mean, he plays behind Lou Williams and Pat Beverly and Magruder and Sham and all these guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then his number gets called the other night because, like you said, we're running a skeleton crew, Sham and Jermichael and all these guys. Like, they're out. We needed some defense. This dude's number's called, comes in, pops two three-pointers, takes a charge, two steals. I'm like, yo, this dude's ready. Yeah. And then most of the time it's a fluke because, like I said about Jerome Robinson, who I really like. I put a, I, I really like this kid. He puts in a lot of work in practice. You know, the, the players seem to like him. Defensively, he's, he's better than a lot of people. The reason why Doc likes him so much is, it's because he's defensive-minded, but the dude can shoot. We brought him in because he's a shooter. Yeah, he was a scorer at Boston College, 19, 20 points a game, something like that. Right, yeah. and then he has one game against the Atlanta Hawks, has six threes, gets 20 points, and then there's nothing else since then, right? So when Derek Walton Jr. came in, had a really big game, then he comes and plays against Indiana, and he looked really good too. You know, six points, three assists, two rebounds. That's What, what else do you want from somebody no, in five it. minutes? That's all you right? need. He's going to get minutes after the, after Beverly's injury Energy, in the next game. Yeah, energy and effort, yeah. though. And I think, again, this goes back – going back a few seasons, going back to Austin Rivers. I said the only reason Austin Rivers is getting better because he's going against Chris Paul every every game. Uh, Derek Walton Jr. is going against Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams every game. You're only going to get better and right. stronger and kind of embrace the whole mentality of what it is to be the Clipper point guard. And – for the seven, eight, ten minutes that he played, he did exactly what we wanted. Yeah. So 
I would say that's that's good. I mean, good scouting is really what that is. I don't even know if you guys drafted him. You might have even gotten him as an undrafted free agent. And then he was with our G League team. That's what I'm saying. Like, because he he came out of Michigan mm-hmm. and he he had a very successful career there. I think he, I think he broke into their top ten in assists and maybe even in scoring in school history because he was there for four years. He was there. He he rode all the way till his senior year. I'm pretty sure. And he went to the finals. Like he was a part of that Moritz Wagner team. I was telling you, your boy Mo Vaughn. I you love like him. I do I love him, man? He's on my fantasy team right now. I picked him up. Because Did you? I, I, well, I had some injuries. So who who got injured on your squad? Um, I can't remember off the top. I, I think Dragic got injured, and Vooch is still injured. So I had I had a couple people that I needed to. My whole team is out. injured, Drew. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. I had the pickup of the week, though, guys. Just to let you know, if you don't follow our fantasy league, I got Kyrie, Zion, and Bagley. Zion and Bagley have not played one fucking game this year. Kyrie is on a mood swing. He's out with mood swings. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're both rocking our mood swing. We did not plan this That's tonight. Funny. Yeah, we look like uh, we're wearing uniforms here. We are. Well, you know, we should have it. We should be official, dog. Yeah. We're both rocking our mood swings, T, which you can now purchase on our website that has launched. Yep. Clips, www.clipsanddrew.com is finally launched. Jeff Crompton put in a lot of time to make this shit work. We have a store up there. You can get all of our podcasts. We're going to start doing content pieces passion projects and all this other shit so anyways check out clipsanddrew.com that was an early plug i didn't mean to do that plug no, i that like early. it mid plug is always better well i'm gonna do another plug it's a good mid the mid plug the mid plug is important <laughs> but no uh, i just i Derek walden is 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 an older guy that's coming out of out of you know four years in college you don't see a lot of these guys that often that did make he play four to, years for yeah, Michigan? Yeah, he played all him. four seasons. Did he redshirt? And I don't think so. I'm not sure, though, because they had a pretty uh, skilled point guard right before him. I can't remember exactly. Oh, it was Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. Trey Burke was right before him. And where's he? Uh, yeah, I don't fuck? know. I, he was in New York last, and then I think he's probably overseas somewhere in the G League somewhere. But he's he's good. We know how – I mean, especially at Michigan, he was really, really good. Um, but it's just what I was getting at is, like, again, it's like when you, when you come into – Every off season, and you're hoping to draft well, hoping to bring on new talent, new players, and add depth to the squad. This is a guy that a lot of teams overlook because he's undersized, and he's not the best three point shooter. He's listed at six feet. I told Drew today. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think he's five ten, stretching five ten. Yeah, I think a lot of the GMs mistook him for the running back Zeke Elliott because they look like twin brothers. They, they were separated. Doppelgangers? Birth. Is that what they it's, call them? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they are very, very similar looking. So they're, uh, they were like, oh, that can't be a basketball player. That's Zeke. It's a picture of Zeke Elliott. He must be must be mistaken. This scout. could be another Jerry West, though, thing. That's like, what I mean. You just saw him. And again, I'm not, I'm not like – I'm not going overboard with Derek, Derek Walton Jr. saying this guy's going to be the next fucking Manu Ginobili. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying no, that this kid. But he's serviceable yes. in, in a time in need when yes. you're looking at undrafted players to bring on and play valuable minutes. And he just looked like he, he's been there. Right. As soon as he walked in the game, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't garbage minutes. But anyways, enough about the Clippers kicking the shit out of the Toronto Raptors. Lakers are 22-3. and three. Yep, we just um, beat Orlando. You beat Orlando, low-scoring game. Dwight, we thought Dwight Howard got ejected, but no. it was really Jared Dudley getting Dudley. another fucking fight. <laughs> another fight. My favorite player of all time. Jared Dudley. I hate Jared Dudley so uh, Yeah, much. I know. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm, so not a, I'm not a Dudley fan either, but LeBron had another triple-double. Unbelievable. Um, 25-11-10 in 37 minutes. Uh, AD had a quiet night, but it was just it was, a, it was a low-scoring game. It was 96-87. And for the NBA standards, that's just like a really... They probably uh, shot. Everybody just shot not. horribly. No, Lakers shot 42%, which is not horrible. I mean, from three 
Uh, 39%, not horrible again. It, I think the pace of play must be a lot of fouls or something. Um, but AD only was, was 6 of 20, had 16, Damn. 16 points and 12 rebounds. And Bukovic isn't playing. So um, he's going against Mo Bamba. Yeah, he was going against Bamba. What did Bamba have? Uh, uh, Birch started at center, mm. who I'm unaware of. Keem Birch. <laughs> from uh who's got him on their fantasy team yo he, he's from unlv uh he yeah he didn't he didn't do orlando that. you guys are all fucked up he didn't there. do that bad but i do think what yeah bomba get bomba had only played 18 minutes 13 points my preseason rookie of the year last year <laughs> rebounds <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of jonathan isaac uh and like aaron him. aaron gordon but again low scoring game mm. Uh, just a solid win. It's a road team that it's it's a road game where you're like it's the fucking Orlando Magic on a Wednesday, and we just flew. It's hard here. to get up for those games. It's like goddamn, and and we we pulled it out. Those are the games that I that are kind of boring and excruciating, and uh, those are the games that you can need, you guys you play a win. fucking real team. Well, so this actually soon. leads me to what Tell I was going to get to is we're actually going to be playing the number two seed in the East, the Miami Heat, who are on a mm-hmm. heater right now. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's our next game. We're doing the Florida Swing right now. Okay. Um, and Miami is just, I mean, we have, uh, two games in a row where they've just been lights out as the game is coming to a close. One was won by our boy, Tyler hero. And the other one was won by Duncan Robinson, a 10 threes, a teammate of Derek Walton's at Michigan. Didn't know that. Yeah, there he, we go. He was a D three basketball player that was so fucking good in D three. He transferred to Michigan after one year. Damn. I think he averaged something like 35, 36 a game at that D three school. Michigan was like, hey, we need somebody who can shoot. Right. And they pulled him in, and then he played the rest of his career at Michigan. Some of the greatest shooters in NBA history have never had 10 threes in a game. Like, I don't even know if James Harden's had 10 threes in a game. I'm sure he has. You think? I'm positive. 10 threes? Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm, 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 I'm going I'm pretty off the sure. top of my dome. I'm pretty sure. No, 10 threes is a big number. Right. That's a big, big number. A lot of people have it. But it's like these guys did that in like consecutive Has Lou Williams had games. 10 threes in a game? Oh, I don't know. Has Jamal Crawford? Probably has Steve Nash have like Jason Kidd. Has I mean, we're getting up. I think the Ray record. Allen? I'm pretty sure the record is 13 or 14. Clay, threes. right? It's yeah. It's either 13 or 14. I think it was Clay because mm-hmm. Levine went off for 13 threes this season already mm-hmm. in a in a. I don't even know if he won or lost the game, but <laughs> he had a crazy he had a crazy game. And and I remember Clay commenting on it from on Twitter because he doesn't have anything to do right now. He doesn't. He's cooking a lot. I've been seeing his Instagram. Clay, he's cooking. He's booed up, by the way. Clay is definitely he's wiped been, up. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't see. He, her. He's with. He's with some supermodel. Like, good really? looking, shocking, good looking girl. Well, yeah, not a, not a shocker there. Shocking. But but yeah, he's like booed up for sure. Like I think like this might be the one that that he puts a ring on. Was that the girl he was in like China with? Or yeah, they've been traveling around. Apparently, good they live. You Clay? I think they live together now. No, I do. Don't do that, Clay. She's got her own money though. I think she's probably pretty stable on her own. She's, Instagram she's, model. She's a model. No, like I think she. Real I mean, model. she's also Instagram model, but I'm pretty sure she's like an actual model for. Our magazines boy, and shit our boy douchebag john was at the airport the other day we we're on this great group chat me drew uh douchebag john and, and jeff crompton and john always has great one-liners he was sitting at the airport and he said i just overheard a woman talking to somebody saying that his daughter that her daughter was an instagram model and i'm like fuck <laughs> is this where is this what our world's coming to saying right i'm very proud i'm very as proud if- as if the same sentence would have been said that my daughter's going to Harvard. She's going, no, she's an Instagram model. My, my daughter's an Instagram model. Her follower Can you believe going that? Way up. Yeah, she's yeah. She gets at least a thousand likes. Hey, Miami, <laughs> Miami, right now. I, I think we talked about it on load management last week, but yeah. 
we're not completely sold on, but at 18 and six in the East, we're seeing these players. This Nun kid is really good. He's been, was, he's been shaky recently. Well, I don't think he's the greatest character guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. I mean, we were reading tweets from him like back in 2011, yeah. 2012, when he was a young buck talking about girls to hold shit in his mouth. Sure, sure. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not Tim Duncan. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's not Tim Duncan, but they got some real hoopers on this team. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Buckets. And I, I, the whole point of this, this talk with Miami is I kind of wanted to get into that. Two players that got punked this week, right? Uh-huh. So Trey Young was the one that got no. Was it Trey Young that got punked in Miami? Yeah, it was Trey Young when he was saying that the game was over. Right. Yeah. So Trey, Icebox Trey is what he's going by now. Is that his name? He already yeah. gets that. I think. It, I think it. I think they might even just call him Ice Trey. Ice Trey. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I'm with that. It's fine. I'm cool because he's cold. Is that what it is? Anyways, Atlanta goes up six with with 54 seconds to go. Trey Young gets a bucket, and Trey Young's like, "Yo, game over." Called it. Game called over. It, it, it's called yeah. game over. Yeah, might as well just wrap it up right and now. Then, and then Miami goes on a 22-0 run. They go to OT. They whoop that ass. Win by 14. Win by 14. Okay. <laughs> and then Jimmy buckets hits Twitter. Yeah. You know, and he he throws some shade at Ice Ice Trey. Ice Is Trey. That what we're going with? I can't do it, Drew. I ice can't. Trey. I can't. He's Trey Young right now. I can't do it. Yeah, he's, he's Trey Young. Ice, he's not ice Trey. He's me. not ice Trey until he makes the playoffs. No, that just reminds me of D'Angelo <laughs> when he's like, I got ice in my ice veins. Ice in my veins. D'Lo. <laughs> ice in my veins. Sorry, bro. You don't. Yeah. Um, And then Jimmy Buckets goes at Twitter and is like, yeah, you you called it right. You know, you called it right. The game was over. You know. Just the wrong. You yeah, called dude, it. Like, you guys got to chill, right? Just chill. the wrong one. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, Hey, well, dude, Miami's 11-0 at home. So the, the this Laker game. Or, that's that's coming up on Friday uh-huh. is going to be a, obviously a Miami home game and it's going to be their first home loss because we're going to fucking whoop that ass. But I will say in that second game that we're talking about Miami when Duncan Robinson went off, both Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo had triple doubles in that game. Mm-hmm. In and, the OT game? Yeah, uh no, uh, yeah, not the not the oh, Miami, in the Duncan Robinson in the Duncan tent. Robinson uh-huh. one, the most recent one. Um, they both had triple doubles and Bam Adebayo is somebody that we don't talk a lot about, but that needs that recognition because coming out of Kentucky, we didn't quite understand how he was going to fit in the league. He's a, li- he's a little undersized for a traditional center. Not that he's good. A tweener. Of a, not that good of a shooter for mm-hmm. a stretch four. And what we found and what I, what I've seen is that he's a little bit like a, a bigger version of Draymond Green. He's a he's a real defensive pest. He can block shots. He he's very athletic, uh, but offensively they seem to be running a lot of screen action off of him and allowing him to uh, hold the ball in that situation and dime out a pass mid post or as he's rolling, and he's doing fucking amazing at this. And so I think I think what we're seeing right now is a team that is um, even for as as strapped as they've been with cap space and not signing any free agents and not being able to get that many trades right no free but that was a trade that they had to give up josh richardson like outside of that one move they've really been kind of stagnant uh since lebron has left other than bringing leave letting Dwayne wade leave and come back um they've done a really good job of organizing this team uh, and they've obviously they crushed it with drafting Tyler Hero, but Duncan Robinson was undrafted, mm. and this guy played in the G League last year. Yeah, but it's Pat. We're talking like, about Pat Riley too, exactly, though, and Spolstra, who have huge scouting backgrounds. That's all they did. So I'm, what I'm saying is that they've done a really good job yes. because they haven't had the cap space. Like they're 
they're they're in the luxury tax this year. I mean, they got rid of Whiteside, but I'm pretty Thank sure. Thank God, that was one of the best moves you ever did. I'm pretty sure they're still going to be in the luxury tax this year. So, all that being said, like I think they've done an amazing job. They they let go of Josh Richardson, who was really young and promising. Tyler Johnson was there waiting down some of those um, uh, contract uh, he got some paid. of the caps. Yeah, he got and he's in Phoenix now. So. They've cleared out some of the dead weight that they've accrued to themselves, mm-hmm. and I think they're doing a quite a good job of building that back up. I think the young talent's the most important thing. The hero and the nun, right? Yeah. So, like, at the beginning of the season... Well, and we Bam. Were, Bam's, and Bam. Only, yeah, Bam's yeah. like a second or third year in the league now. Facts. Yeah. Um, But the whole talk in the preseason was like, oh, Miami could really use CP. Yeah. Like, maybe they should go all in. I still in think and go. that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I, so I, I had a conversation. I think Kevin Love's also a possibility I, for them. I think they need to explore that. Yeah. They definitely could use another big man. Um, and we were going to get into Kevin Love here in a minute. We might as well just jump into sure. it. So Kevin Love has basically requested a twa- trade. A twade. A twade. A twade. Oh, a big twade. Kevin, he's, he doesn't like to demand <laughs> things. He's no. Said, you know, maybe, guys, could I have a twade? <laughs> a twade. You think? I'm very passive. Yeah. Um, if I'm in Cleveland, you know, I, I'd want to trade too. get me the hell out of there. There's $30 million on their books. They don't have to worry about if they get rid of them. So that's the issue for me. And again, it's my issue with a lot of, it's my issue with CP. It's my issue with Russ. It's my issue with Wiggins. Wiggins being the one right now where I'm like, okay, he might be worth the money just because he's younger. You know, yeah, the still, John Walls, still very young. you know what I'm saying? But Kevin Love got his extension, 120 million. He's owed 29 this year, 31, 31, then 29 again. Is Kevin Love going to be the difference maker on your team to win a championship? He could be. Yeah. If he's when healthy, he could be. Right. Miami. In the right system. A Miami offense, 100%. You can stretch it. Yep. He can shoot the rock. He requested to go to Portland. He's from there, right? That's where he was born and raised. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Um, they need. I mean, Nurkic is out for a while. You got they could Rodney use, Hood just you know Rodney is going to be out for the down. rest of the season. I think. I don't necessarily. I think Kevin Love got his chip, and I think he just wants to go somewhere to contend. I don't. I think. I think he'll he'll take going somewhere that's that's excited about winning, right? Like I think he wants to move it, it, even if it's not a contender and it's somebody like a Portland right now who's not in contention but might be able to get into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he's ready to go to that kind of a team, whether that be a Miami or uh, I know the Celtics have been interested and they've been they've been looking at him for a little while. Whatever the that case, could be the game changer for the Celtics, though. Yeah, if you have a healthy love, like that's the thing is like Kevin Love is not going to win you a title. We know this. He's just not. He's not. And he's all, as the number one guy. He's definitely not. As the number two guy, he's probably still not going to be able to win you a title. But you bring him in as the third option on your team or. You know, in a nice offensive set, a second option sometimes, he's very good still. Like, his three-point shooting is quite efficient now. He still can get some rebounds. I think he's in the top ten in rebounds right now per game. But how can you justify $30 million? That's what I'm saying. Well, that's like, I mean, that's what you're getting, though. You're getting a guy who's probably valued correctly. I mean, based on the fact that Tobias Harris is getting that same amount of money, I can't. you can't sit here and tell me that. Like I, he played, Tobias plays way more games. And he's, he's younger. He's healthier. He's younger. I, I get all of that. more. But I, I don't know if he can do more necessarily. But I, my point being, like, mm. Tobias Harris is the third option or the fourth option occasionally on Philly, and he's getting paid $30 million. Like, we got to assume that that's what Kevin Love is going to get and that he that he can still, you know, is, demand those wages and, and provide at that level. 
I mean, I think that there's a lot of teams that could, I mean, Dallas is a team that could do like there's Kevin Love is a can is, go on any team. Yeah, yeah. A six eleven stretch. Milwaukee could good... use him. Like all there's I mean, every team in the NBA that's that's gonna be in the playoffs or looking for a playoff spot could use him. I think getting off of Kevin Love really fast, and I had this conversation with our NBA guy last night. And I'm just so adamant at the fact that if Milwaukee got CP, I think that would be the game changer. Oh, for right. Them. I do. Yeah. And unfortunately, like Bledsoe would be the backup and whatnot. But again, again, <laughs> to, to, Chris to CP. Paul. Right, right. Um, Bledsoe would probably be involved in the trade. But guys, these fucking contracts are so they can literally just ruin your franchise. John Wall's contract is ruining. Uh, the Washington Wizards. You know what I'm saying? Like, OKC is never going to be able to make a move with Chris Paul's $44 million deal coming next right, year. Right. Going back on on Wiggins is like, okay, well, at least with Wiggins, who, which, by the way, now is the all-time leading three-point shooter in Timberwolves history. Minnesota history. How horrible have, have a uh, shitty, shooting very shitty have history. you had? Very shitty history. Right? Yeah. And I'm trying to. I was trying to think, and I'm like, you know what? They've never had a great Wally Zerbiak. Zerbiak, that's who, uh, it, that, Doug West. You know what I'm wow, saying? Like, yeah. Going what, back. What, 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 what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's been a it's been a hot one since they've had a Kevin Martin was it? Kevin Martin was there. You're right. Good he call. was there for a little bit, but they, he wasn't there long enough. Wiggins has been no. there his whole career, yep. so I understand the only upside to Wiggins, and we've we've hated on Wiggins a lot just for the simple fact that we think he's soft and like. You know, but he's obviously playing. He's playing really well. He's extremely talented. The only upside is he's not 31, 32, 33. He's fucking 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 24. Yeah. So that's the only upside to paying these guys. But the, the money's just getting so ridiculous. And we talked about it on load management. When does this stop? When does a team say, and my guy in that situation right now is Montrez, you know, like Trez, who is the, you know, the heartbeat of our team. He does so much for us. So important, offensively, defensively, energy, all this shit. Is he going to get ninety million? Is somebody going to pay? Somebody will pay him ninety million dollars next yep. year. Are we going to be that team that's going to be like, all right, well, we're going to pay him the ninety? You know, he's six seven, he's undersized, and mind you, I don't think there's too many true centers in the NBA anymore. And we're looking at Anthony Davis and Embiid and Jokic, I guess. But Jokic is even a true center to me. He's not even doing, you know, he's doing point guard type shit. But when does the money stop? And like, when do we, when do we have to say no? Even Cleveland giving, giving Kevin Love the extension. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I guess what they're thinking is that eventually someone would trade for them. I mean, it's it, for for Cleveland's point of view, it's better to keep an asset than to just let him go for nothing. But at the same time, yeah, now what you're going to be faced with is the difficulty of get, you know, getting him off your team and, and having a team that has the cap space or the wherewithal to make that trade you know, and, and make the payments. If they're in the luxury tax, that's a lot of money going out if you're bringing someone in like that to push you over the and limit. And Cleveland can't do that. Cleveland can't be paying luxury tax. Well, they're right not, now. but they're, not, they're, un, they're still under the cap, but they've done a decent job with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Montrez gets, you know, what 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 amounts to twenty five to thirty million dollars a See, year? I, I'm not sure about that though. I dog. don't know if he's worth that, but I I mean to your team, it's really hard to put a value on what he brings to your particular squad. The way that he's able to play with Lou Williams is another. That's another thing entirely. It it it's a really interesting thought to think about, like why Montrez has really blossomed here at the at the Clippers as opposed to 
when he was playing in Houston. He was still doing good things in Houston, but their system wasn't the pick and roll system. And it's he didn't not, get the time. It's not him getting those, uh, you know, lobs and rolls to the he rim. He played with Lou in Houston. Oh, boards. My point being, their system just wasn't that system. And, and you've built a system around him, you know, specifically when, when Lou and him are in the game. I don't know if he's, he's going to be able to replicate that with another guard who's not as skilled as Lou is with this particular play. I mean, granted, there's a plenty of, of guards that can run a pick and roll, and Trez is athletic enough to make that happen. But it will be interesting to see like, if he goes to another spot and doesn't have Lou Will there, if he's still going to be able to perform at this level, we at say, this high level. We kind of said the same stuff about Draymond, right? Sure. And we, yeah, if Draymond I, leaves, how good is he going to be how without everybody be? else? I think Montrez, who is, if you're going to compare him to anybody, you could compare him to Draymond, right? But I think Trez... Um, watching him every single game, I think he's better offensively than Draymond is. Minus, you know, Draymond thinks he's a three-point shooter. I yeah. think Tre being, he can finish. He's he's more athletic and can finish uh, better at the rim than Draymond. But can. defensively, energy, teammate, like they're kind of the same. And Draymond got his payday, but he's also won three chips. That's a different story. I I want to keep Montrez. Now, obviously, we all say, well. You know, we wish everybody would take the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson route and be like, all right, well, sacrifice. Yeah, the in or, good. yeah, and I mean, I'm making six million this year or whatever he's making. He's making like like that, if not less. Yeah, he's making not the not the standard for what he's. No, worth. but like, what's the difference if we can we can keep you Trez at 15 and we can keep this thing going? Say we get really close or we win it this year. You know, NBA Finals, third round. You know, semi wherever. You know, we need to keep him, but. I would understand if fucking Orlando's like, hey, bro, we're going to give you 150 million, you know, right. player op in, in four. Right. Take your money. I get it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it, the whole point is about the money, dude. Where where does it stop? Because we got Paul George and in, in, in Kawhi locked right. up, right? Right. Well, yeah, for one more season. For one more with and, the player with hopefully the player option. So hopefully two more. Well, they're going to definitely give this two years. A hundred percent going to give it. They have to give it two years. Right. But yes, they're going to give it two years. Um, maybe, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's, I'm already worried about it and right. I don't want to be worried about I this think shit. That, I mean, the, 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 the reason we brought this up is because the, the idea that Kevin Love is getting paid $30 million mm. and it's not an easy spot for him to get traded. I, the, the real thing about it is there actually is quite a few players out there that are getting paid roughly that amount that can make this trade happen. Uh, destination wise, I've heard that Denver has been, has been thrown out there as a spot. I really do want to see Kevin Love go to a, a, a possible contender. I I kind of hope he stays in the East because I don't want Denver or Portland or anybody else in the West getting that much stronger. You know, I, I Daryl Morey is a crazy man, and he might do something like trade for Kevin Love. Uh, I the That's last interesting. Thing, the last thing I want to do is fucking see Kevin Love in Houston or you know any of those spots I that, think would, he would that would hate that. Cause, cause a problem. I think he would too. But he, I mean, shit, man, he's played with LeBron and Kyrie like. Playing with James Harden can't be harder than that. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, granted, it's Harden and Westbrook, but still, I I know Kevin Love can definitely contribute, and I'm I know any team that's going to trade for him is going to get a plus. We both agree that he deserves to not be in Cleveland. Yeah. let's just put it that way. I think the most As, interesting look for him is the Celtics. Celtics would uh, Celtics would be the game changer, and I think it's Indiana. Not a, this is this is me. <clears throat> this is me calling out right now. Indiana okay. is is 
kind of been circling around whether or not they can keep Miles Turner and keep Sabonis. Do I keep them both? Can I play you, together? You keep Sabonis. My point being, like, you could probably trade Miles Turner or Sabonis for Kevin Love and work that shit out pretty quickly for Indiana. And then now you have Kevin Love who can play alongside either of the ones that you decide Miles to Turner belongs in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? That would yeah. be a great place for him. Sabonis so is averaging 18 to 13. I love this kid. Yeah. You know, I you know, Oklahoma City's probably fucking hitting themselves on the on 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 the ass on this one. Totally. Like, this kid's really good. Yeah. Um so I think that's 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 one that that's under the radar that people mm-hmm. aren't thinking about that could But it, it has it could, to be a trade with Boston, right? So like Well, a trade with Boston or a trade with uh with Indiana is what I'm talking mm, about yeah. right now. But yeah, all of it has to be a trade. They have to trade him. So if it's Boston, if it's Miami, if it's Houston, if it's Denver, Portland, whatever it is, I think Kevin's, it's all going to have to be a trade. I think Kevin hit his wall the other night when, when they're down 50. Fucking Colin Sexton does this little tiny dunk, just a little just a little little baby dunk, and then puts his squares muscles up. up and squares up and flexes. And even the, even the announcer was like, chill, dude. You're down 50. <laughs> and Kevin Love's probably looking at, I went from a title to this. Like, yeah. why am I dealing with these kind of guys? And Kevin Love, being the nicest guy in yeah. the world, probably didn't say anything. Probably said, hey, that was a really nice dunk, Colin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably might have not said anything. But get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Tristan Thompson too, I think is gonna is gonna be uh, an option for trade for people. And well. I would take Tristan on my team too. Yeah, but he knows what he does. He he knows what his role is. Rebound, putbacks, trash man. It's what it is, and he probably wants the hell out of there too. Toronto is who I've heard Ooh. is making the the heaviest play for Ooh. Tristan Thompson. Really? Yes, because Marcus Saul's averaging six fucking and rebounds. And Ibaka a game. doesn't look that great either right Ibaka's now. Ibaka's pretty old. Yeah, he is. No, I'm I'm with that. Everything you're saying right now, I think Boston would embrace him very well. Though. Oh yeah, I love everything about Boston. That. Loves a white boy. They definitely do. We <laughs> all we all we all know <laughs> that. Think loves you, got, white boy. you got Hayward and, and Kevin Love on your squad, bro. Yeah, I think I think the way that I unfortunately maybe unfortunately for Hayward, I think. The, the way that they get Kevin Love there, it might be Hayward on the on the block. Ooh. I think that's possible. Oh, and that could work, though. I mean, I don't want that to be the case, but Danny Ainge, we know he's fucking cutthroat. He'll, he'll so get rid of he you. Will, he will trade his own drop son. everybody. Yeah. His firstborn. <laughs> yeah, but then Jalen Brown and Tatum can take over the role as being those two guys, right? Uh-huh. Uh, then you free up money to pay them. I, You know, it just is what it is, man. I'm not too shook on Kevin Love. I don't think it's going to be – the make or break. You know, I think it can NBA be though team. for that team. It, yeah, yes, it, it can be for certain for certain teams like Miami and, and the ones we just yes, talked about. Yes, he can definitely be the guy that can help you get over that hump. Another guy that got punked this week was, and I love seeing it. I don't know why. Don't judge me, dude, but I love seeing when Houston loses. I just do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the cockiness. I don't know if it's James Harden. I don't know, and I like James Harden. I really do. We say this all the fucking time. James Harden has figured out the NBA. He's literally figured out how to play basketball, get to the line. We got the step backs. We got the arm grab. We got the flails. We've got the everything, dude. And I just, I love seeing them lose. And and Russell kind of had the same ice tray moment the other night where he thought the game was over. And then homie on Sacktown hit a... PJ Tucker, where you at, dog? Dude, well, that was a deep uh, shot. It was deep, but Hazonia, Hazonia from from beyond the logo, like just catch and shoot. It wasn't so it deep. Fly. I it mean, was, it was deep. It was pretty deep. And yeah, I mean, granted, if you're defending that guy, your your only op- like your only obligation is to make sure he's catching the ball, running away from the basket. Now you can't you can't be facing the basket and catching it and shooting it like he was. They were looking for healed. 
He was not the play was not run for him. No. He was setting screens yeah. and then he just popped because it was like, oh shit, nobody caught the ball. And the best defensive player on Houston just missed his assignment. Yep. And I just he I just love it. it. He like, fucking cashed it. I love seeing Russell Westbrook get dealt like that though. I don't know what it is, but you know I like I, Russell. Yeah, I was listening to uh the Ryan Rossillo pod um over there at the ringer, and he brought up this thing, this like kind of this theory that people just don't like the Rockets, just in general. What was his theory, though? The theory was like <laughs> all of the negative press that James Harden gets, the pe- the fact that a lot of GMs and people in general don't like Daryl Morey, um, the way that James Harden plays rubs people the wrong way. It the does. way that they all complain and bitch and moan, and the whole idea that Daryl Morey submitted the request to win the game, all the, the just the nature of the Rockets has turned a lot of people off. Uh, people that would be indifferent, you know, not necessarily just like people in Texas or uh, avid NBA fans or, or fans of teams like you and I are that wouldn't give a shit about the Rockets anyway. Just generally, people seem to not like. I think the I'm Rockets. in that category though. I am too. And yeah, no, we both are, right? So maybe maybe that's saying something. Yeah, I don't um, like watching them play. No, I don't either. I, and, and you know what's funny, Drew, is even on our page, yeah, even on our our Instagram page at Clips and Drew, if you're not following us yet. Uh, we post the best NBA content, but every single time I post something about James Harden, his numbers or something that's going on with James, I, there's so much hate. Yeah, like people really do not like James like Harden. That's true. But and I, and we say this so many. I feel repetitive when I say this, but it's like, yo, if if the game is going to be called like this, right? James Harden has figured out how to play the game. If, if he realized, like, shit, if I can get to the line 18 times a night, that's a chance for me to get six, 15 to 18 points a night yeah. with doing nothing. Right. And, yeah, it's boring. Do we think it's going to it's gonna work? Nah, I really don't. I don't think the Houston thing is going to work at all. I it mean, might. Harden had 55 points tonight. 55 tonight? On Cleveland. They only won by six. Yeah. But he had 55 points. <laughs> He's on tear. He was dude. on 20, of, 20, uh, 20 made shots, 34 attempts. <laughs> He only got to the line five times. That's okay. like, Ooh. yeah. Okay, so then how do you hate that? How he does... was 10 of 18 from three, so he hit 10 he threes. Hit 10 threes. Remember you asked yeah, earlier, I did. is James Harden ever hit three? I did. It, maybe this was the first time ever. But maybe. I'm sure it wasn't because he fucking shoots so many goddamn threes. He, he took really 18 does. threes. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I I get it. Like, he's so good. <laughs> One thing that I did want to bring up, though, that I think is going to be continually happening for, for Harden and the Rockets is this uh, this thing that the Clippers started when they when you guys played them last, where you double team James as he crossed half court. As soon as he crossed half court, you sent the double team, got the ball out of his hands, and he had to distribute it to somebody else, and then they were just kind of running all over the place. Um, Toronto tried that same exact thing. I hadn't seen it since the Clippers. Toronto last week tried that same exact thing, and they ended up losing the game. But Ben McLemore went fucking off and had 28 points. They held Harden to something like 12 shots, total shots. And he only had maybe you know 15 points or something like that. But they got the ball out of his hands. It was very chaotic. There was, they, I think I'm pretty sure Houston shot like 60 or 70% of their shots were from three because it was just Harden would, would throw to the open guy. They'd swing it one or two times and they'd shoot a three. It just so happened that Ben McLemore, some guy, a guy that you don't really want to rest – your laurels on and, and just count the fact that he's going to be hitting threes all the time has been on a really good streak. And I'm sure you're pulling up the stat right I'm now. I'm bringing up the stat. Cause he's been, he's been lights out. Well, the but stat my, is th- my point is okay. in that particular game, he had 28 points and was the leading scorer of the, the Rockets and they won that game. But 
I think that's the way to really disrupt whatever Houston's doing. And you're going to live or die whether or not Ben Mclemore meets B2. Now, you bring up that Clipper game against Houston, That's and we won that game, but Ben Mclemore went for 20 points. Right. He was wide open every single fucking time. Yep. And, and and I kept saying every time he shot, and Ben Ben can shoot, dude. Yep. But I'd rather Ben Mclemore, Benny Mac beat us than James Harden. And that's funny you say that because Ben Mac, here's a stat for you guys. If you don't follow us on Instagram, Ben Mclemore has 161 three-point attempts, zero mid-range attempts this season. Yeah. He knows his role. Yeah, Dan Tony is the Dan Tony player right there. One hundred percent. We don't want you taking sixteen foot jumpers. Daryl Morey player. It's, if it's a three, it's either a three, three or, or layup no, or or layup or yeah. nothing. Or yeah, pass you the give ball. that bitch up. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. and that's all he shot against yeah. us. Yeah, that's funny you say that. I'm glad you brought that well, up. It just it was interesting because Toronto was the last team, the only other team that I've seen try it, mm-hmm. and it was working. But McLemore was hitting the shots. That was literally it. I think the interesting thing and the tweaks that, that, that they'll make to this, especially in playoff series, if those teams decide to, to execute this kind of defensive plan in like the fourth quarter, for instance, is that you're going to want the ball to end up in Russell Westbrook's hand. Please. And letting him shoot. Please. Because he is dismal from the field. Horrible. Right his three-point percentage just in general, his shooting percentage is awful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that might be the key to like really fucking this offense up. You 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 send Russell's guy to double. You let Harden throw the ball to Russell and say, shoot the three. We're not coming off McLemore. We're not coming off Eric Gordon, who's not playing right, right. now and is going to be back soon. We're not coming off PJ, PJ in the in corner. The corner. Yep. We're not coming off uh, Capella under the hoop. Mm-mm. Go ahead, Russ. Shoot a 17-footer. Right. Or shoot a three. Or shoot a floater. Or try and dunk or on. Or just dribble. Just try and dunk on somebody. <laughs> Why are like, we seeing it? Now we're hating on Russell, but it's facts. No, but I do think that's going to be a problem. And and mm-hmm. here I am. I have Russell Westbrook on on my fantasy team. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, a, and it's a guy that I trust. And he's delivering for me on fantasy. But we know that when it comes down to you know playoff spots and just in general right now, he's just not very efficient from the field. I think that might be like one little tweak that teams will make and try to adjust. Isn't it? Isn't and it crazy? See if he can beat them and not Ben McLemore and, shooting wide open threes. And isn't that crazy that we're saying that like Russell Westbrook is a top ten NBA player and it's like we want him to be shooting the ball. That's just where he is right now offensively. Facts. It's just unfortunate. I and I I think it's possible that if I don't think many teams are going to deploy this type of defense. They should maybe though. periodically. I, I really think they should because it's it's obviously effective. Both games, the game that you guys won was pretty close, mm-hmm. and the game that they beat Toronto in was pretty close. But the the obvious thing here is you don't want James Harden scoring fifty five, sixty points no. in your team because they're going to win that game if he does that. Most likely, you want him to, to score twenty and only have you know ten to twelve shots. Uh, and a couple free throws, and then let the rest of them beat you. Let Ben McLemore go yeah. seven for 17. I'm going to take my odds yeah. in a seven-game series that Ben McLemore is not going to hit you know, seven corner threes yes. every game. Yes, so that's, I agree. I think that's the recipe to, to beat the Rockets. We'll see if it, if it works or if it plays out like that. Well, one of us is going to probably see him in the playoffs, most likely. Yeah, oh, definitely, right. I would imagine. I mean, unless it were, I mean, if we get the first-round matchup against each other, that's like the last thing the NBA wants. The NBA does not want the freeway series to be round fucking one. Oh, Clips, Clippers, Lakers? Clippers, no, Lakers. they won't. No, they, no. Are you kidding me? They won't let that happen. I, yeah, they don't want that. They're not going to let that happen. <laughs> they, Somebody will have to sniper like, like, uh, yeah. or, or food poison Paul George <laughs> or something the night before. They're going to have to figure it out. You but know, they won't, they won't want I that. I would love to see Houston, Dallas first round, Luca yeah. and James. Like, that's what I would like. Again, too early. I don't even want to fucking bring no, it up. No, no, it's way down about the road. The um, Bleacher Report. 
uh, asked a question today, and I thought it was really interesting, and I want to know what you think about it. What would you take out of these? Bleacher Report brought up the best shot of the decade. Oh. Okay. So, and so these from four- 2010 <clears throat> to 2020. To, to current. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's four of them. Okay. Okay. And you have to choose. And I was literally racking my brain. Shot of the decade. What a, Ray Allen what, in the corner. Okay. That's one. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Shot of the decade. Mm-hmm. Shit. That's the, that's the biggest one that's sticking out of my head okay, right now. Okay, so uh, that's obviously... Kyrie Irving's yep. shot against the Warriors. Yes, sir. Very good. Uh, there's two more? Yes, sir. Yeah, this decade. Fuck. Probably... is it got to be one from Steph, right? Or Clay? Steph or Clay in there? I'm, I'm not going to give you... A... I don't know the other two. Go okay. Th- throw them out. So Kyrie on Golden State. Yeah. Ray Allen on the Spurs. Yeah. Dame on OKC. Oh, okay. Mm, All that right. was nasty. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And then Kawhi on the Sixers last. Oh, last how did I forget about that? Right, that's Kawhi. So I'm no, but it's hold Ray on, Allen. hold on, hold on, it's Ray Allen. No, it's got to be Ray Allen. It has right? to be Ray Allen. Ray, it has to be Ray Allen. Okay, it has to be Ray Allen. No, I, but Kawhi's is so good. Kawhi's was so good, and Kyrie's was so clutch. Kyrie's was crazy, but it doesn't happen unless LeBron. It, it has a crazy. LeBron's game. block is what defines that game. Even though Kyrie hits the shot, LeBron's block is. But what, isn't it Bosch's? T- if if Bosch doesn't get the tip out to ray perfectly and he said it's, it's ray it i think I, I think it has to be ray simply because popovich makes his biggest coaching error of his entire coaching career and in, in not bringing tim duncan back in tim duncan was out for that play on the bench why he does for whatever reason he why? sits tim duncan and i know it's probably the one thing that if he if he has things that he regrets that he thinks about <laughs> i don't know uh, but if he does, it has to be that particular coaching error with not getting Tim Duncan in the game because Tim Duncan rebounds that ball. Uh, but Ray Allen has to be I because it's in the finals. I would say that's probably got to do it because that was so huge. I mean, they were going to lose. They were that was it. They OK, were, so they, I'll say over. That, well, yeah, but, I, but Kawhi's the fashion with which Kawhi's goes in as it the buzzer goes off as it's on the rim and it's game seven and like dude all I it's a that's a coin flip for me I'm okay I'm I'm I think Kawhi to me is the last one out of all that I do I think because I they were gonna win I think they were you think gonna his win. is worse than Dame's not I think Dame's, Dame's was better? the okay let me let me get sure. to what I'm saying Ray Allen's was the clutchest sure okay just you there's not a bigger moment you're ever going to have in your life. Right. And there's, that is by far the, out of every player we just mentioned, that is the last person you want taking the shot. Oh yeah. You know, no matter what, if Popovich in the huddle, even if he doesn't bring out Tim Duncan, he says, don't do let, not Ray, let Ray Allen right. shoot the fucking shot. Yeah. The presence of mine, right? The presence of mine to, and mind you, you guys don't understand like, or you, you might understand corner threes. Very, very shallow. That's shallow. Uh, at least two or three times a night in every single NBA game, somebody's getting called for out of bounds. Not to mention, you know, there's probably, it's not even two feet. Most of these NBA players average shoe size is 15. Yeah. They can't really move. (laughs) It's hard. Your foot is either on the line Mm -hmm. or you're stepping out of bounds. The only guys that like, it's kind of like Odell and catching one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know where the the tiptoes are. Keep your feet in. you You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Presence of mind and muscle, uh, muscle uh, memory, muscle memory yeah. on where to be. He didn't even look at his feet. No, nope. Ray Allen. Didn't. No, you so, don't. Shooters don't look at your feet. Shoot, no, he knew exactly yeah. where he was. It reminded me of the Sean Elliott shot, right? Like okay. we all remember that in yeah. 1999. Yeah. He, I mean, he was 
his t- his toes were inbounds, his heels were out of bounds, but he lifted his feet mm-hmm. up and hit that huge uh, winning shot for for the Spurs in '99 over the Knicks. Shout out to the Knicks. Last time you were there, <laughs> um, and twenty years outside of that shot with Sean Elliott, I've never seen another player do that until Ray Allen did that. Virtually that same exact thing in that corner shot in Miami. And people, uh, you know, Bruce Bowen, PJ Tucker, Ray Allen too. Uh, they they build their careers from the corner because the corner three is the shortest three. That's why it's the best. It's the high. Well, it's the hardest three to take because there's no. It's the highest percentage because it's the closest. It's the closest, but it's also the hardest because you don't have a backboard. You don't have you know yeah, something to focus on. Up. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, back to what I'm saying. Ray Allen was the clutchest. Yep. Kyrie's in the moment was. It's like a dagger. I think that was his defining moment in his career. That's what made him. Okay, shit. Kyrie's here. Kyrie just hit that shot. He's here. Like he he's arrived. It's kind of like, and I'm not comparing. It's kind of like Van Vliet showing up last last year in the playoffs, right? How big he was. Like he's arrived, right? Van Vliet was un, undeniable last year, and so was so was Kyrie. That yeah. I mean, but again, like you said, if it wasn't for LeBron, they wouldn't have that shot. Just it was clutch. So nice. Kawhi on the Sixers. Yeah, like. The way it bounced in, it's Kawhi on Toronto. It's his first year. He's taking – literally took the whole playoffs by right. storm last last summer. Um, and the bounce, and it's Embiid, and Embiid yep. cries, and it's great, right? Yeah. But to me, dog, I just – I think Dame on OKC, just the shit talking, the going back and forth with, with Russ, yep. how deep and how just – and I'm going to pull it from here. Yeah. I'm not going to try to go an extra two feet no, up front. way deep. And then wave goodbye, yeah, dog. Yeah. Night, night now. Night, night, Russell. Just another time Russell got punked, okay? Yeah, man. A- another time. Yeah, that one was crazy. I mean, like, so, like, Dame shot, while it didn't lead to a finals appearance mm-hmm. or a championship, it completely dismantled the Oklahoma City fran- franchise as we know it. Night, night now. Russell Westbrook's out. Paul George is out. out. The whole roster's changed. Mm -hmm. Now they have Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that shit happened because Because Dame Dame hit that fucking dagger. And yeah, dude, I and and his shot to me, the shot that he hit may have been the hardest shot out of all of those. Paul George was on him. Out of all four of the ones that we listed. All of those other ones, Kyrie was kind of open. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a great shot. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen was kind of open in the corner as he got swung it to him, like someone closed out on him. Uh, Kawhi wasn't, you know, that open, but he got some space on on Embiid. Dame, there was defenders right on him, and he hit that crazy pull. I think that's that's probably the hardest one to ever replicate out of all. And those it was shots. Aquafina, bro. Oh, yeah. Just wet. Just bottoms. And just the, and the celebration afterwards. That's what I'm saying. He's like looking at the camera. Yes. Just give him the deadpan. The the night night, oh, bro. The goodbye. I'm sorry, dude. I just out of all yeah. those to me. No. I I, I get it. I, Ray I, Allen. It's Ray Allen's for me, and it's and it's Kawhi's. So second. you go you go Ray Kawhi Dame Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Kyrie's shot was was you know obviously it, it essentially won them the the game, but it that shot didn't the block win the win the block won the game. That's right. what I'm saying. The the, the shot was huge, mm-hmm. but the, it doesn't matter as much if LeBron doesn't make that block on okay. Iguodala. Okay, absolutely. Okay. Which is why it finishes fourth for me. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Ray, Dame, Kyrie, Kawhi. It was an interesting question because when I was watching it, when I was looking at it today. 
I'm like, I looked at the first one. I'm like, oh yeah, that was that's nasty. the one. Right. And I'm like, oh shit, that was really good. <laughs> Every time. And then I'm like, oh my god, the Kawhi. And then I'm, <laughs> oh dude, but you can't, you can't beat out Ray. Out. No, that was that's. And you know what's crazy? Stone cold is uh. Like Ray, people don't like Ray Allen. Like former teammates, like really don't like Ray Allen. And I'm like, <laughs> Ray Allen. I mean, he did Boston pretty dirty. He did him dirty. He did. It's hard to play in Boston, I guess. Dude, I, I get it though. I, I mean, shit, he won another one. That, like, what, can you really hate? I don't, I can't hate Ray Allen. He was one of the nicest dudes I ever met. Yeah, I met I met a lot of a lot of players in my life, dude. He was one of the nicest I ever met. Jesus, how do you not like Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Shuttlesworth, man? For real. I mean, get I get it. Program, I dude. get it. Uh, I want to wrap it up with a couple things. Oh, okay. One thing is again this is the the end of the the pod plug okay clipsandrew.com is up yes okay we have a newsletter i want you guys to subscribe our store is up hair jordan tees mood swings tees we got the custom clips and drew that we're designing right now with our boys from the retro kings my guys okay my guy ness he's the best in the business we're going to continually come out with these dope t-shirts everybody that's uh Order to Hair Jordan T. They're coming this week. They will be out to you. You will have them before Christmas. I promise you. Also, Patreon. Okay? We do a load management pod every weekend. This last weekend, we did the Greek streak. I thought it was an hour of dope, dope Clips and Drew content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a fan rant on there where if you're, if you're a paying member, you can be on our show. Tell us what you feel. Tell us to fuck off. Tell us anything you want us to tell us. To talk about, you can be on the show with us. Yeah, we'll play it right on the show. Everybody that's gotten their Mood Swings tea that's been posting pictures, I mean, dude, they're all over the globe right now. They are. We're in New Zealand. We're in Australia. We're in Norway. We're in Oakland. We are, dude, uh, our boy Cheney from Denver, who is a huge Denver Nugget fan, went to the Denver-Boston game in Boston, rocked our shirt in the TD Garden. People were going crazy. Boston fans were taking pictures with him like he was a damn celebrity because they they get it, Drew. We might have to do a limited uh, edition in green for all the Boston I think fans. That's what I think that's next. It's the perfect it's perfect color for the holidays oh, and it's it perfect color for all you Boston fans it out there is, that need man. yourself. All right, I'm gonna work team. on that. I'll work on that. Um, keep screenshotting. Okay, show us when you're listening to the pod. You guys are doing so well with all that. Follow the page. I'm at Clips555. Drew is at Drew the Right Thing. We are at Clips and Drew. Uh, you know, just keep doing what you do, guys. And, and Drew, we're going to take them out with it's only right that we do this. Okay. And I'm going to say a public service oh, announcement. Man, yeah. I'm in a public service announcement. We're going to take them out with Juice World, right? Who has all the t- had all the talent in the world, very talented young artist. But you guys got you, you got to stay off the codeine, dude. You got to stay off the yep. codeine. Why are you on a plane with 70 pounds of herb and pills and codeine and all these rappers that are glorifying taking the lean and popping pills and all this shit? This shit will kill you, dude. Yep. It will kill you. Change your lifestyle. It's it's it, He's 21 years old, six days after his 21st birthday. This shit ain't right. So we're going to take him out with Juice World, RIP. We're going to take him out with Maze and listen to this song, Maze. He's telling you. He's telling you in this song that he's got a problem. So it's a follow through with Clips and Drew. Listen to this song. Stuck in a maze. Stuck in a maze. Everything's okay, but it's not really okay. My life's a death race. I'm in my pain with codeine rain. I'm going insane. Life's not the same. Stuck in a maze. I'm not going in. My brain is going everywhere. every day.
the bank of life and I made the biggest deposit Without drugs, I'm losing my logic pills and my pro tools still got logic I run, I run, I run